Welcome to episode two of the Speed Six podcast. Uh, running a business and our dedicated products worth it. Just like to start off by saying thank you for the massive amount of positive feedback we've had. Um, any feedback is is really appreciated and lets us know we're going in the right direction, to say the least. So this week we've got myself, Adam. We've got Dev. Yo. Got Jake Cheshire. Hello, guys. Jake Lynch. Hello, everyone. And we've got Richard. Jesus Christ, can't get my words out today. Richard Weeson. Richard Weeson. So, uh, Jake Cheshire, as we didn't really get a chance to hear from you a lot last episode, because obviously you had to go to work, did you want to... I know you love talking about yourself. Um, yeah, don't we all, mate? Did you want to give us a quick kind of... 30 second or so and how you got into detailing well apart from uh being the favorite member in dc <laughs> um yeah basically when i brought my first car which is my current car now my scirocco um, i just wanted to take care of it really so i just started on youtube looking how to wash a car so we've all done that and um yes bought a few products and then just went from there really that's one of my favorite hobbies apart from photography and gaming so you're, you're definitely into photography, aren't you? Because you've done yes. a lot of... Uh, it's a detail freak you do the product photography for. Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. Nice. There's a claim to fame, that one. That is nice. Straight That's on nice. the CV. Yes, sir. <laughs> right, so Jake, last episode we sort of touched upon your business sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously, the, the questions are asked in DC every day, talking about, oh, how do people go about starting a business? Everyone pretty much knows about that or can search about it so but so what what did you sort of invest in first to start your business off was it pressure washer or did you literally just start with hose in a bucket sort of thing obviously i know we touched on it slightly last week and we went through the whole um the whole auto glim kit route um that was the first stuff i got i didn't obviously buy that i came in a car um but then so when I first started, it was cheap auto glim kit that came with a car, a hose pipe, and the Hoover from in the house. That's how I first, like, obviously, first cleaned the car. That's how I first did it. Um, and then as I sort of progressed on to actually start doing it properly, you sort of have to go all out to start with. Obviously, I don't mean like you need to go and start buying all your machine polishes and everything like that to begin with, because that's big steps. Um, so you want to take smaller steps with it, you know, things like, like you said, your jet wash, snow foam lances, if you're going to want to do that, obviously snow foam isn't really a must. I don't use it very often for a pump sprayer, uh, pump sprayers again, much, very handy trigger bottles and all of that. Um, and then obviously you need your, your proper products, um, and stuff that you know is actually going to actually going to work so it's yeah if you're going to go and... sorry Karen. sorry no you can carry on no, i was just going to say yeah half of it's probably to do with looking more professional or anything because obviously if you turned up at somebody's house just with two buckets and said can i use your hose pipe please obviously <laughs> it, it doesn't look True. very good sort of thing so obviously you sometimes you have to make the biggest steps like you said like buying pressure washers and good chemicals and a vast majority of things to sort of make yourself look the part in ways it's not 
obviously I, I see it all the time and I'm sure you know we all see it across Facebook group people are going and washing people's cars and their drive that but are having to use almost everything that the customer has provide excuse me provided um personally I, like you said it's not a very it's not a great image for yourself to do that obviously no like hate on anybody who does it like that but um yeah you want to buy decent stuff de- and decent quality stuff that you, you know yourself works obviously everyone has different opinions on what works but there's no point turning up at people's houses with like your pound shop shampoo and stuff because a it just doesn't work anyway it's just not it just doesn't look right um and it, you've you've got you've got to spend you've got to spend quite a lot up front if you want to if you want to get that back because there's no point you might you can go and buy a load of products in the bargain shops for a tenner but and it, you know, you'll do one wash for a tenner and get that back but it's not going to be cost effective for you it's not going to work very well for you and you're not going to get the results that you or especially a customer is going to want especially if they're paying somebody to come and do their car. Yeah, because yeah, that's what I was just about to sort of say. It's like, obviously, say if you was in a position where you're asking a detailer or valeter to clean your car, if they turn up with products that you see sort of in Halfords or Tesco's or something, you'll sort of think to yourself like, well, why can't I just go and grab those products and sort of copy what they do sort of thing? So obviously having the right sort of stuff does obviously give off a better image as well. So when you're having different products like fancy bottles, this, that and the other, sometimes it does make you look a bit better. Bottles that much. I like I like it when they're all laid out nicely on the shelf in here and everything like that, but um, nine times out of ten, customers don't actually realise what you're using. So fancy bottles maybe aren't, you know, aren't the top thing. But recognisable bottles, you know, like you said, your Tesco stuff, every, everyone shops in a supermarket, so people probably walk past that all the time, see what is in there for sale, see, and then you have somebody come on to your drive using that same stuff. It's going to look, it's not going to look professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, only, the other thing is, I probably said, the other thing I say is invest in a proper jet wash. A Karcher K2 is perfect for doing it, you know, every couple, doing it yourself every couple of weeks or so. But I can guarantee if you're going to start doing cars every day, it will only last a couple of weeks. Yeah, they're all plastic inside, aren't they? You know, a proper jet wash isn't cheap, and we all know that. You know, I've I've been through a fair few jet washes that you know, decent jet washes as well. They do break. Um, so it is always mm. best. to if you can afford to do so and if, if you're able to is buy a proper jet wash up when you start because you certainly won't be replacing it anytime anytime soon unlike you would if you bought went and bought a 50 quid Karcher k2 or something for example it's just a bit of peace of mind as well isn't it because there's nothing where like fingers crossed it hasn't happened to me yet but if your pressure washer failed mid-job it's just a nightmare anyone gonna add to that <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't imagine much worse happening to you. But it's not exactly like you'd either want to carry around a spare one with you just in case. No, exactly. Especially if you're just starting out. Chances are. That's just not viable. 
chances are if you're starting out you're, you're running out the back of a car as well so it's not really feasible to have two pressure washers in there either your car or your mum's car yeah and uh, how did um, you get your first job as well like how did you advertise was it word of mouth or facebook uh everyone when they set up has a facebook page i had a facebook page it didn't really um take off when i first started the page it's not facebook takes a while to get going unless you you know unless you're you're already well established then start something up so it started off just around where i live um so word of mouth was what got me most of it um printed off some little stuff on on google uh, on microsoft word printed them off and like chucked them through a few people's doors aiming for the people that had like the nicer cars on the drive but obviously i didn't get them at the time um and yeah then then when you start getting a few more customers you realize your facebook page grows but yeah when i first started it was just just word of mouth that's the thing, having a um a portfolio, that's I say portfolio, that sounds quite fancy. It's just basically a Oh kit. sorry, what was that, Richard? You cut out there slightly. No, that's right, Adam continue. I, th- I don't think our internet connections are the best, are they? Um Yeah, having a a sort of portfolio type thing is, is really important. Because, so, to be honest, if you're starting out, chances are you are or have been just cleaning like family and friends' cars. And the important thing with that is getting those good before and after pictures. People like to see what they're paying for. And once you build up on the Facebook page and have all that on there for them to see, it's it's much more appealing than just saying, oh, here's my service list. And they'll be like, oh, okay, but do you do a good job? People like to see before they they get you booked in. Yeah, because to be fair, a lot of the posts that sort of catch your eye like i'm just referencing dc here like a lot of the posts that catch your eye you know, typically like for me personally it's not even the high-end cars it's literally your average car that was absolutely yeah. filthy before and then afterwards it looks like it's a complete different car that's the sort of yeah. thing what catches my eye absolutely. and most most of your sort of first customers are going to be people with cars that are Average, not, if you like. Yeah, average, if mm. not worse than average. Not a Lamborghini, sort of, exactly. Yeah, they're not going to be a Lamborghini sort of thing. So if people can see that you can do that to a below average looking car and make it look brand new again, and then so that's going to appeal to your sort of initial customer Clients base. Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, because I know some of my most, um, some of my posts of the highest engagement are the ones where it's absolutely filthy. And, and it's just the transformation people love to see that I think. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole part of it is yeah. it is trying to display that you're worth the extra money on top of like going to the scratch and dash sort of thing. It's trying yeah. to display your actual skills rather than just using a strong pre washer, pressure washer and absolutely <clears throat> blitzing it with four people attacking your panels with dirty <laughs> wash mitts basically. <laughs> So at what point, like, because obviously we all, well, not we all, but you all sort of started cleaning people's cars, like, before insurance, just little cash-in-hand jobbies. At what point, obviously, did you decide that, right, I'm going to start doing this properly, I'm going to get the relevant insurances and start, like, start getting a bit more serious about it all? 
for me it was my first proper customer it was just the fact that because I remember I, I, I remember the call really well <laughs> I, I, I can remember how nervous I was this was this was oh god I was 17 um, but but yeah it's, it's all well and good doing like your, your grandparents cars your parents cars that sort of thing um, but when you get that first call and it's like oh I've seen you advertise on Facebook I want you to come and do this car doesn't matter what type of car it is you you've always got that fear in your mind it's like oh I could hit a stone with my jet wash I could knock something off knock a bottle off onto something or or anything really and just like it's it's smart to keep yourself covered even though chances are nothing will happen it's it's good to know that yeah peace of mind Jake exactly what you said there um and I remember, I, I, now you've said you can remember your first car. I can remember the first time I got called as well. And it, it takes you back a little bit because you, you always say in your head that it's not, you'll never get a call. But when you actually do, it's still a bit like, takes you back a little bit. Yeah. Are they still a customer of yours, that first call, by any chance? Uh, no, they, they're not anymore. Only because they moved away, actually. Oh. But he... He's actually... <laughs> what was that? Sorry. To start joining with the chat, I've not really spoken much so far. Just being uh, listening to the, uh, to the, it's quite interesting actually. Just like on a, on a, from like my perspective anyway, from not doing it as a as a profession, mm. um, just just to listen because it's it's quite a big plunge. I think it's quite risky, like starting your own business and relying on that as your main source of income, especially if you um, jump into it full time. No, definitely. You see a lot of people like do it part time first, like weekends. And I, I think that. I think if if I ever did it, I'm not going to do it. I can tell you that now. But if I did, I'd definitely start weekends and then obviously try and work up because it is such a big risk, especially if, if you have an income before that, if you've got like a reasonable income. Mm. And then, so yeah, just jumping into it like full time and then just like with no, with no, like no customer base already apart from just like friends and family and then some recommendations to other, like to their friends, for example. I think that is quite a... Um, it's quite, it's quite a big yeah, jump. Like, yeah, like I said, it's quite scary. Obviously, there's no certainty that you're going to get any work whatsoever, especially some people start up in the winter, and during the winter months, there's absolutely really no point cleaning your car because you do two miles down the road, and it's back to how it looked before. <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. So, like, obviously, I've seen quite a few people on Detail and Central like mention that, oh, I've been made redundant, I'm looking to do this full-time, and it's November it's the roads are filthy and it's like a, a lot of the people commenting are saying it's a bad time of year to start it yeah which is which is right in some ways but obviously in other ways you can still obviously get work out there doing certain types of things but yeah it it, it is a really hard game to get into it's very seasonal detailing and balloting yeah. it's I, I do find actually because even on DC you see it, it it varies for people some people don't change during winter some people slow down massively and some people it, there's no difference especially if you're in a unit of course it, if you're doing those those high end kind of details and coatings then it won't really change much like I, I don't personally see much of a difference I mean I do I do mobile work it's all I find changes is I have to rearrange a bit more if I've if if um if I'm rained off or something, but pushing those winter protection packages, that's what you really need to be doing during the winter anyway. 
Absolutely. Winter winter protectors I found be quite popular at the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I know that's the same for a fair few people that find it because it it a lot of people when I first and I'm sure a lot of other people had it when I first did the winter protections I had a few things people was like oh it's just a gimmick it's just you know Mm -hmm. a normal package but you put winter in front of it but (laughs) it's a bit more than that to be fair and you know hence why it's a little bit more expensive and then those customers then realize that once they've had it done and their car you know they can defrost their windscreen in half the time in the morning because obviously the glass is sealed and you know all that road salt basically just falls off when you put a jet wash on the car you sort of know they sort of notice that and then then realise why they spent that money. Um, the only other thing I'd add to what you said previously about starting up is Adam is um, there's so much competition at the minute because everything there's so many new people setting up all the time. the The competition is is huge. I've not, especially I obviously I know it's area depending. Yeah. But in my area alone, I can guarantee you now. I'll look on the local town facebook group next week and there'll be somebody else different advertising it but in three months time you know once christmas is out the way i can guarantee they'll be gone again there was there was one that set up recent or you know during or just after lockdown first lockdown i think it was um setting up all these great big brash adverts all over facebook um and i went i was looking through facebook the other day i was i haven't seen one for a while and then everything regarding that guy is completely gone. So that's another common thing. You've got to be, you, you need to be, you need to have your head in that game. If that's what you're going to do, you can't just set up for a few weeks when you feel like it and then, you know, delete your page, delete everything. <laughs> you have. It doesn't work like that. So um, and it, speaking it, of that, yeah, what would you say your USP is then? Like what gives, you know, the customer an edge? From you, from someone else, for example. Adam, do you want to answer that first, or do you want me to? <laughs> oh, um, who, who's got the most? Because Jake doesn't have a USB. <laughs> Shiny <laughs> garage. <laughs> I need to think of something. I don't. I don't know if I have one. I just. You. Oh, thank God for that. I like your honesty, <laughs> No, I just try I think... and be. Is. I don't know. It just sounds cheesy, but I just try and be as best I can as a mobile guy, and I don't try and yeah. over- treat everyone's car as you would use your own. Basically. Yeah, I'm not going to like oversell anything either. I'm not going to go to someone and say, "Look, you need uh, ceramic coating on your glass, alloys, and paint. You yeah. need that." Like, I don't know. Some people try and try and overcharge people and 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 say they need stuff when they don't need it. I think building that relationship with your customer is really, really important. Yeah. Um, they need to trust you because most of the time a car is the second biggest investment someone will make aside from the house, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they want you to—they want to know that they can trust you to take care of it. I think that then goes back to as well. Just sorry, just touching on um, the previous point about there being like loads of new detailing companies all the time, mm-hmm. or valeting companies, whatever you want to call them. I think that's why it's so important to link, like get that customer, um, like yeah, like to like trust as such. Yeah. So like, I think as me is like someone say if I wasn't interested in cleaning my car or whatever, um, 
so then I'd probably I'd have someone and then even if there's loads of new guys I wouldn't want to use them so it wouldn't really matter to the detail that there's loads of new yeah. uh, competition if that makes sense because if you're looking after your regular customers and they're, they're giving good feedback on you to others then mm. it shouldn't really matter how many other companies there's around yeah because it's get like customer base, isn't it? Like that, like it's kind of, it's kind of like a hairdresser, isn't it, or a, or a barber? You kind of, yeah. Once you're with them, <laughs> once you once you kind of with them, you don't really. Well, I know I don't. You don't really consider going elsewhere, do you? Or a mechanic yeah, or something. It's like no, yeah. definitely not. No, because why, why 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 fix something that isn't broke? Yeah, like, just because there's something new, it doesn't mean you have to change. Exactly. Uh, I've no, gotten... yeah, absolutely. Oh. Those things once. Oh, sorry, I don't know. I can, <laughs> I can hear you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a bit it of sound a, like it. bit of connection issues, haven't we? I've got a question for for Dev Cheshire and and Richard. Yes. Would you ever consider starting up? Obviously, I know you've got your own work, but would it is it ever something that's ever crossed your mind to start um, up a detail? Honestly, business? I don't. I couldn't really picture doing it full time because I think well, one, it's really tiring. And two, I reckon I probably lose the passion for it, doing it too much. Like the novelty of it, I think I wear off quickly. Yeah. So that's why exactly I start doing my car yeah. every week or two. Just keep it keeps the passion there, yeah. like the enthusiasm there. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I, I like, could do it full I like time. It so I wouldn't want to ruin it. Yeah, I like it as a hobby and something I enjoy because I don't feel like it's a chore at the minute. Like with my own work, I feel like going to work is like a chore and something I have to do. Yeah. It's like decent. Yeah, I just I like doing it because it gets me out of the house. It gets me a bit active. And, just something I enjoy doing. Yeah, I couldn't ever imagine doing it as a job. Like ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I also listened at school as well, so that that helped me not have to do it as a job. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Do, do do not send me hate mail. Or <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm joking. I, I might as well go. So right, they can't. They can't. Yeah. Uh, they can't send hate mail to an admin. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, I personally don't think I'd be able to do it full time. It's not so much that I couldn't imagine myself doing it full time. I, I don't think I'd mind, but my problem is I take too much pride in my work. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't benefit from a business point of view. Like if I clean my car of a weekend, I'll literally spend three or four hours doing it. Make like getting silly parts was completely irrelevant perfectionist yeah i just i just take too much pride in it and do too well of a job sort of thing if that makes sense i don't yeah. mean to like sound up my arms i go too far with it like i if somebody said oh can you clean my car for like 20 quid i could clean a car in 15 minutes for 20 quid it it's like you you can do it so quickly if you literally pre-wash rinse shampoo and dry you can do that in 20 minutes but mm, i wouldn't be satisfied I, with that yeah. yeah i wouldn't be mm. satisfied and i just feel like i hadn't done a different job to a scratch and dash basically i just don't feel like i'd put any more effort into it than what because obviously i take so much care of my own car mm. that if i didn't take that sort of care with somebody else's car i wouldn't feel mm. like i justified my money sort of thing yeah, I agree with that. That's the thing. When you do it professionally, you've got to you've got to know when to stop. That's that's the that's the tricky bit because you can you can easily get carried away. But then at the same time, okay. if you're you're being if you've slightly undercharged or something, you kind of you're tempted to kind of get through it as quickly as possible. But at the same time, you don't want to compromise the finish. 
Yeah. So it's yeah, it is tough as a if you do it professionally. I can, because obviously, especially if you're doing paint correction, I can imagine you, Jake, if you do, say, if you booked in for someone booked in for a single stage enhancement, you'd be like, oh, I really want to get in there with loads of different compounds and pads and get it perfect. But it, reality is, perfection is never going to be possible. And if it is, it's going to be ruined over the next year or whatever yeah. because stone chips um, wear and tear everything. Single stage enhancements and stuff, I'm finding at the minute really popular. Mm. Um, but you notice it. You notice that when you're doing it, oh, there's some, there's some marks across that. There's some marks across that panel. There's more. There's deeper marks there and. You know, it's not it's not a perfect panel, and then it's like, well, hang on, the customer isn't paying for that, so why am I, why am I thinking of it? But yeah, you got to keep that in mind always. Yeah, it, it, it is really annoying. It's 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 a really annoying thing when you're doing a car because the customer hasn't paid for that. The customer hasn't asked for that. I've told them when they've booked in. I've told them when they've brought the car off. You know what they get for their package or what they get for their you know for their money. But I even I still find myself then. Well, why, why haven't I? Why haven't I done that? Why haven't I? Why haven't I done? You know, started then and done another stage. It's like, well, hang on, they're not paying for it. They know they're not getting it. So why am I worrying about it? And yeah, you do find that a lot. And I was going to add to you just then, Rich. Obviously, when you were with me, I have what was that five six weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, and obviously, we had one of my customers and a friend of mine's trucking um, just for that interior clean. And you obviously arrived at mine a bit earlier and obviously jumped on and gave me a hand. And I was like, hang on, I think, I think it was like, what, 30 or 40 quid, just a, an interior tidy up. You know, it was not meant to go to town or anything. And then I come around the other side of the car and there's Richard like with a, with a little detail brush going through all the door seals. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I want to go for food. And you're there with a little detail brush. Going yeah, but that, the that's, the that's the only thing I know. I like, that's the only thing I've practiced is like all or nothing sort of thing. Yeah. So, and I, 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 that's always what I remember now is, you know, it, it was literally a 30 or 40 quid interior tidy up for this customer on his truck. Yeah, before he went away, uh, <laughs> and you know, hoover, hoovered it all out. You know, gave the seats a bit of a wipe down, a, a pretty standard interior. And then ten minutes later, everything's done. But I'm still finding Richard around the corner on the other side <laughs> of the truck, a <laughs> brush and a cloth and everything like that, getting these bloody rubbers on a on a workhorse back to like a factory a factory finish <laughs> detailer but i tell you what if he wasn't an electrician he could come and work for me and do all those jobs i can't stand doing those jobs uh, not on an hourly rate like though uh, <laughs> it put me so, on pri- um put me on price mate i'll show you how things can be done quickly <laughs> <laughs> so speak speaking of that um saying about richard working for you have you ever considered hiring anyone or would you consider it would I consider it long run? Um, again, said said last week. I can't stand balloting. I don't like it. Um, long term, if if the balloting carries on um, as being as popular as it still is at the minute, then I don't see why somebody couldn't take that part over. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a negative, um, and it'd be handy for me. But I like doing my things myself i know i know how i like to do mm. stuff i have my 
and to have somebody join me and join me in that it'd, ha- it'd have to take a lot of getting used to but for valentine you know I, d- I don't like doing it so there could be somebody out out there that absolutely loves it and would happily take that over and i would i'd definitely consider it um but it's not really something that i need to think of at the minute i'm i'm able to carry on by myself i'm able to, i've got i'm busy but i can i'm managing it fine yeah that makes sense yeah so I've got great. a question for you if anyone wants a job in the future you know just oh, wouldn't that work for you no, I'd fucking hate working for you. <laughs> that that was actually going to be my question, right? How would, Jake? How would you see yourself as a boss? Like hand on heart, like how would you see yourself? Like, do you reckon you'd be a good boss, or do you think you'd sort of expect too much, too quick, too often? If that makes sense. Like, I, I'm, I am really quite chilled out, and people say it to me all the time. They say you, you're too chilled out, and that that's been like friends, family and customers have said that I've been too chilled out with everything from I was at that was unexpected (laughs) (laughs) never you meant to do that did you? I'm not too sure on the execution of that one but uh, (laughs) no it was fucking well funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, I Sorry, Jay, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Did, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I am very, very chilled out, so unless somebody, you know, properly hacks me off. Which we're not gonna get into. Really... Uh... No. I I mean there's never really been anything that's properly properly annoyed me. There's never been anything like that. I don't. If people do their own thing, fine by me. As long as if if I was have to have somebody with me, as long as they do what they're told to do well, there's there's no issues. I don't care. They, they, I'd happily let them do what they liked. If they wanted to do something their own way, fine. You know, I I'm not I'm not gonna like. You, you would make a perfect politician. I don't think you ever answer a question straight. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't think. You just like, like, <laughs> he, he sort of like veers off. It's just like his track yeah. is out of lines. Sort of it's amazing. He just avoids questions tweet, directly. Yeah, I can't. I can't answer that question direct. That's that's too difficult. <laughs> I, think it, I think it. I think it is hard to like. Like to to not blow your own trumpet though when asking if, you, if you're good at something. This is where he plays <laughs> in the garage. Uh, we're not allowed to say that. <laughs> no. But it's, it's no more. It's all, we're not doing that. This. But it's also when you're hard. <laughs> it's difficult to put yourself. It's difficult to imagine yourself in a position you've never been in before. So it's not going to be. The, it's not the easiest yeah. thing to answer when obviously That's what I've she said. Done it. I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Right, Adam, you can answer next. What, are we, are we doing the same Adam, question or has somebody got a new question for me? No, I think Adam as a boss would be... would be uh, The way he's run this podcast, he's, he's uh, he makes all the final decisions and he is the... Uh, we don't do anything about his say-so, yeah. He, he is literally the... Uh, signs off and everything, it's brilliant. <laughs> I just like to be... Such a try-hard. Well, I haven't... 
<laughs> I think I think the the problem would lie if you you were sending somebody off to do something if it's like if it's early days like because obviously saying oh yeah you go in you go and do this car because obviously you know what you want to as Jake said you know what you want to get done and they might not have that same sort of initiative but at the same time you if you had someone doing that for you you would have trained them up enough you'd hope anyway or they'd have prior experience but I mean yeah. I, I do actually do actually have my girlfriend employed with me HMRC do know about that in case uh this is where I actually need your buzzer to hit. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some HMRC spies in DC. I keep seeing plenty of posts about it, so da -da -da. They're, they're lurking out there. But yeah, no, it, it's great to if you're doing like um, a, a quite a nasty valet, just to just to get the misses in with a with a drill brush, go and do that Ford carpet for me, that sort of thing. It's definitely yeah. a scratch and dash. <laughs> it's all the all the little bits that I uh, I'm not a big fan of doing. So Voxels. Just... Say that again, Jake. You cut out. Yeah. <laughs> Voxels of fearers. Oh, don't just don't. If some if somebody messages me like wanting to book as Voxels of fear in, uh, I'll probably tell a little tell a little lie and. Just say no. Nah, I ain't got a slot for that. I'd rather not do it than try and do that. I hope none of my customers are listening who I've uh, who I've got a sort of fear. Sorry. Has has either of you ever turned down work? Like as in like just like looked at a car and yeah. just like thought oh, <laughs> refused to do it sort yeah. of thing. Whether that be for like hygiene or health and safety or just be the case of I don't fancy doing that. Well, this was quite recently actually. It was a um, an Audi TT. Um, and it was quite interesting getting it done quite nicely. Um, but I, I took a look at the paint and it genuinely looked like half the car had just been rattle canned. I was like, I just, I can't do anything. Yeah, how, how do you improve something that's already shot, if that makes sense? Exactly. Really half the point of being able to like actually make any difference. Sometimes you've got to, you've just got to know that you can't do anything. And just say, rather than book someone in and, and just be in it all for the money, you've just got to know, like, right, there's nothing I can do here. Did you did you tell them that, or did you just sort of way out of it? No, I, I told them last night that I can't. Look, there's there's loads of lack of appeal. There's there's nothing I can do. I've I've given it a good wash and dressed the tires and dressed the plastics and all that sort of thing, but there's nothing else I can do. That's fair enough. At least she was, at least she was like upfront about it and straightforward about it all. Jake, have you ever turned down any work? I have, yeah. Um, I don't like doing it because it, Money. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't paint a great image for you. But the most memorable one was turned up at somebody's house. It was a mobile valet turned up at someone's house. And I knew, the customer had told me the interior was minging. Like she said, it was bad. But I turned up, and she had two, she had twins, like twin children, like toddlers. Yeah, but not uh -huh. even, not even an attempt. She hadn't even made an attempt to clean it up. It was literally still sat on the surface of the carpet of the seats. Last night's dinner. <laughs> yeah, everything. 
But then you just look around the rest of the car and there was just like Danes and I remember it had along the edge of the door cards they were like a grey colour and I looked down the side and somebody had obviously cut themselves in that car and just a blood mark down the door card and it's just like when you start saying stuff like that you just you you just don't want to get involved because it's a health hazard. Yeah, like it is it's hygiene, isn't it? You know, thick and everything's obviously grim. So what did and you say we, to the customer then? So because surely they would have been let down, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she, she, she was quite disappointed that I couldn't do it, but I explained to her, you know, you've I, I booked in for a time, you know, I booked for a time slot valet, but this was going to need like a whole day on it. Um. She wasn't prepared to pay that, even though that was what was going to needed, going to be needed, even if I want, even if I was going to do it, which obviously I didn't want to anyway. Um, but I explained to her it's just not something that can be done, and I, I would be very shocked if other people or another like valet or anyone went and took mm-hmm. that job on. So, so when you turned her down, have you had any more services from her since, or is she like non-existent now? Nope, never heard from her again. So that's part of the negatives with the business, right? Absolutely, yeah. You've got it. Does happen, um, and if you turn one person down, you can guarantee. You can almost guarantee you probably won't hear from them again. But sometimes it's not. All, it's not always a negative thing not hearing from them again. Especially the car was in that state. You know, she could go and get all of that off, and I could come back. But equally, she might not. And that background is not. I'm just using this customer as an example. It can happen to anyone. It could be any customer. But no, I'd rather rather stay clear, and yeah, that is a negative to it because, yeah. and equally, she could go and tell some of her friends that I turned her away, and then you know those friends could have been potentially going to book. Yeah, word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you you've just got to know where to draw the line, and it's difficult to explain where to draw the line um, until you until you actually experience it, but. When when you experience what drawing the line is, then you'd understand it easier. Yeah. It's it's really difficult. I was speaking to um, Robin. I'm sure a lot of people know Robin from DC. Um, he'd turned down a van recently because the paint was so bad on it. Um, sent me loads of pictures of it. So it isn't it isn't unheard of for people to cat to turn down jobs when they're that bad. No, obviously you want to try and avoid it, don't you? But sometimes it has to be done. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever like declined a job like d- down to your own circumstances? Like, say when you first started off, and say somebody wanted like a machine polish and ceramic coating, but at the time you didn't feel confident doing it. Have you ever like turned down work because of that reason, or have you always just thought, put yourself in the deep end and have a go at it, sort of thing? No, because. Don't advertise what you can't do. Yeah, so, if somebody, came to, if somebody came to me when I first set up and asked for a coating and correction, obviously when I first set up, I weren't doing that. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to do it because I don't know how to. Don't don't advertise what you can't do. And I can't stress that enough. Because... I also don't develop the insurances as well, just in case something happens. You know? Exactly. Especially when you start getting involved with coatings and machine polishes and rotaries and. That. <laughs> yeah, when you burn someone's paint off and you've not got insurance or whatever, or your insurance doesn't cover you for that because you didn't tell them you were doing it, you're you're straight in at the deep end. That's yeah. that's that. 
Yeah, yeah. I've never touched a machine in my life, and even I know I wouldn't do that. So, no, what that's the uh, that's the best piece of advice. Don't do, don't advertise what you don't know. Less lessons from a child. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was just just going to move it on then because obviously we've got two little topics. Well, one big topic and like a side topic for this episode. So we talked about before about like cost of um, of running your business. Obviously, you want to be as profitable as pro- like, as possible. So obviously now there's a lot more um, specific products for jobs. So you've got your bug removers, yeah, um, tire cleaners, plastic cleaners, wheel shampoos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, there's so many products now, which a lot of us know we can we can kind of do with one product. Um, so as, as like a business, do you think them sort of products are, are kind of void to you? Because um, obviously it's more products to carry, more products to spend money on. I don't know, it's just, just for I, me anyway. I wouldn't I just say like that out of question. Because, I would say, yeah, I yeah. know you'd like to use them just because it's, it's always fun to try new products and stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not out of the question for me. Um, some things like wheel shampoo, I just personally don't see the point in when you can just use mm. a strong dilution of a normal shampoo. Um, mm. Even glass cleaner to an extent, I don't really use glass cleaner anymore. I um, either use a QD or panel wipe, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, it just comes down to that thing. You have to, it's just buying another product when you've got, for example, an APC, which could cover plastic cleaner, could cover plug remover and a tire cleaner all in one and they're dilutable mm. which oftentimes those other products aren't so it works out even more expensive yeah I think that there's definitely a market for them sort of dedicated products because it does sometimes make jobs quicker um, for like if you do it by yourself or it makes it a bit easier for example um, but again it's just not as profitable for you guys who are trying to make money whereas like me Richard and Cheshire are a little bit different obviously yeah. We like using these new new products, and these like I never I never thought tire cleaners would be a thing, yeah, um, ever because it just seems crazy, doesn't it? Because it's so like there's so many other products you can use, and you like you sit just pre washes to like yeah. debris. Uh, like people to this day now are still decreasing. so skeptical on the tire cleaners, you know. And people who keep using Surfex, and I was the same as well. But until I use yeah, it, I, was I can't see myself going back now. Mm. No, no, they are they are so good. But again, you, you can do the same sort of job with. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not to the extent, but it is that chase of perfection thing. Yeah. So do they work? Doing yes. Do you need them? No. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah. A, a lot no, of it falls not. down to pricing, really. Because like things like Surfex are so competitively priced for an absolutely brilliant product. Incredible product. And in, in my personal opinion, I find that you'd need to use Surfex neat to match a tyre cleaner's performance when it comes to cleaning tyres. That's I'd my personal that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's but, but obviously, like, five litres of Surfex is, what, 17 quid or something like that? Even less than that with discount nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and obviously, unless, like, obviously, RRC tyre cleaner is, like, five pound a litre, or, or I think five litres is 20 quid. So obviously it's still... a litre. Sorry, just had to... Uh, here we go, plug-in version plug in. two. Unplugged anything, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so obviously it's a f- still a few quid more expensive, but 
like Surfex, I doesn't I find it doesn't foam very much. So when it comes to actually like cleaning your tires with it, it seems to dry out a bit quicker than what I find like Rebound or the RRC one does. Mm. So it all depends. Yes, you can still use Surfex, and yes, it still will work just as good as a tire cleaner will. But obviously, from my point of view. I, I find dedicated products nice to use sort of thing. I don't find them a waste of time or a waste of money. I find it's something different to try. Obviously, yeah. I, as people probably know, I'd like to do a few little write-ups on DC and just review a few products. So it's oh, more content for me to a sort of upload. And yeah, and half of DC to ignore, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that's a topic for a future episode because that's quite a... That's quite a big topic. Episode it seventeen. Wow, well, my post getting likes. <laughs> Proper grit rooted shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd agree with that. Mm. What? What about um? What other dedicated like wheel shampoos, for example? Has anyone actually? Does anyone actually know a reason for a wheel shampoo being better than any other shampoo on wheels? To my like, knowledge, there... it's just more a more powerful shampoo. Yeah, obviously, well, I'm not a chemist, so I can't really say, you know. Like, yeah, I didn't. Know. I didn't know if like Jasper commented anything because he seems yeah. to know his stuff. Definitely. Very, yeah, very well. Shout out for to Jasper for, for actually. Yeah, he's the Autogon's uh, owner, uh, and he does. They do a lot of the uh, the science behind the product, yeah, which sure. is all made in house. He knows um, he knows his stuff very well. No I'd, I'd love yeah. to pick his brains for half an hour. He's definitely one for a future episode. If he's, uh, I know he's listened to the first episode, so hopefully he listens to this one as well, and uh, we can get him on. Oh, makes it as well. <laughs> Jasper, come with us. <laughs> uh, dark side. But not just him though. I know there's loads of other guys who who know this stuff. Um, you know, you know Is the it Richard kind of, Martin the from the repair company? Is it Richard? Yeah, you know, if we ever did an episode on leather, I'm sure we could get um, Richard on to, again, fuck his brains. So we've got a lot of uh, got a lot of guests in mind. We just need to kind of get in we touch are... with them. We haven't really told people yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're coming on, not... but you don't know you're coming on yet. <laughs> yeah, if you hear your name mentioned, it's because we want you on the on, on an episode at some point. Um, I actually just a little bit, a little bit of a surgeon now, just on Detail Central. I just found a post there about Autogon's wheel shampoo. So carry on talking, and I'm going to see if he's wrote anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty much it's probably a bit stronger then. That's you can tell we really do our research on this on these uh, episodes uh, before we start. <laughs> yeah, but we're better off just going with the flow rather than reading off a script, in my yeah, opinion. And that's, and that's what the sort of feedback in the comments from the previous one was saying. That was just not admiring, but like appreciating yeah. how off script it was, sort of thing. I mean, obviously, not everybody appreciates <laughs> that. There was there was majority. one or two. No, but all, all criticism is constructive. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind feedback yeah. in negative. Manner. Informative, just... but chilled out. Yes. And, and plenty of taking the piss out of Jake in his mum's car. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jake, it, 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 it this set, this settle this once and for all. Is it your mum's car? <laughs> no, I promise you it isn't. I can... well, a quick answer, right? It... Yeah, politician, come on. No, I'm just out. I, pro I can promise you it isn't. And I can post a picture of 
all the logbook and stuff <laughs> on DC for everyone to see. <laughs> my mum actually hates my car. My mum doesn't like it at all. I don't blame her. Uh, well, yeah. Why, why would she buy a car <laughs> that she doesn't like? <laughs> I, I got right, the, it... um, the privilege of seeing Jake's car in person the other day, didn't I, Jake? I oh, did, did he yeah. show you the back bumper, what did he did to it? I showed him the back bumper. Hang on, sorry, before we talk about my back bumper... Here we go, we just... here we go. We were in the biggest multi-storey car park in Worcester I have ever been in. With the smallest spaces. They hmm. weren't small. <laughs> and uh, Adam's somehow manages, so Aman, if you're listening, your van has now been pounded against the bollard too. Uh, Aman, uh, Adam somehow managed to... At his attempt of reverse parking, bless his little heart. The, sa- the side, passenger side door is now very blue from a blue bollard. Not so... anymore. I just soaked it in TARDIS earlier and it's gone. Oh. <laughs> Looks so, uh, Worcestershire County Council, if you're listening, Adam's unimpressed. Yes, I'm sure Worcestershire's County Council is uh, really interested in our podcast. No, not. Definitely. Right, can we, should we get back to topic yeah. of dedicated products? Right, I've got a product that I use quite well in the summer months. I use quite regularly, and that bug will remover. be bug remover. Mm. Rebottled APC. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I personally don't think it no, is. It isn't. It like, <laughs> when when I use a bug remover, you spray it on the bugs, and you can literally see them sort of like melting. Shall yeah. we call it? And you'll see the colour running off of it. It like obviously it does do the same with APC, but I find that like a bug remover tends to be a bit thicker in consistency, so it yeah, longer cling time. For summer, yeah, it has a longer cling time, and like it sort of like I use it through a foam and trigger head sort of thing, just so it also dwells for a bit longer as well. And I find it seems to like foam up a little bit more. Yeah. So I find. Yes, from a business point of view, they're probably completely pointless. I can completely see that. But Mm -hmm. I I still find that they are a good product and they do serve a purpose, especially in the summer. Especially in winter, you don't even need it, as we are. No, yeah, I've I've still got five litres of the Auto Glands one just sitting in my cupboard untouched, but that'll probably last me 20 years. Yeah, that's what I use as well. No, from like, like I said, from a business point of view, not not worth the extra product, not worth the extra money to buy the product. Sorry. Because so, what do you use instead of the bug remover then, from a business point of view? Whatever pre-wash I'm using, maybe just go over the front bumper. You know, an extra pass over. So oh, tar remover. Well, yeah, that's, that's a bit extreme. Tar remover works. <laughs> Tar remover for bugs. It does. Like if you're doing full send. If there's some, if there's some stuff left after, a, you know, after you've done your wash and your chemical decon and stuff, you go around the front with a tar remover, and that they'll be sure as hell gone then. So I think we're reaching about the hour mark, which is kind of where we want to. It's been an hour already. Gone well, isn't it, boys? Gone well. So should we give a little, a little teaser for? For next time, can can we get uh, credit uh, the Richard Motorspar for this one, please? <laughs> you need to get because... something we can plug. Yeah, Instagram so, yeah. at Picture Ninety Five. 
I might I might set up an M one forty R W account just so I can plug it. <laughs> Richard, as 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 the uh the next episode was your idea, do you wanna kinda give a little rundown? Well, I don't because I haven't really got a voice for that. I'm really the boss man over here. But basically it wasn't a, wasn't a request. Oh, it was what, what do you think? Just the title, or should we go a little bit into it? Explain the concept, but don't give any kind of content away. Right, the concept of it is the good, bad, and the ugly. But what could it be to do with? I think detailing. Just my guess. <laughs> <laughs> this this, this will need I'm Adam. Right, right? Adam and his bad bullshit. Bad and ugly. Adam, can you hit your bullshit alarm, please? Uh, no, I don't want to. Don't want to uh, wear that out too soon. Okay, I sorry. Uh, One thing what comes up being your episode, Richard, is that if it's really shit, then we can just blame you. And yeah, but I don't. Can... I personally don't think it'll be shit. I actually think that'd be a really good episode. No, we're all as optimistic as you are. Promise. From our discussions with it all together, I I think it should be a good episode, but that is for everybody who listens to decide. Hopefully. I like it. I think it's probably a good time to sort of ask for, well, not ask for some suggestions, but like people can comment like their sort of views on the good, bad, and ugly side of it. I think to get a few ideas because obviously we've got a week to plan this and eventually we'll run out of ideas, but then somebody might come up with an idea where we thought, ah, oh, that's a good thing to mention. We can always stick it to the community and get a few little bits of feedback. Yeah, it's so good to hear from. Basically, what we're saying is that you guys just tell us all the episodes and we'll just talk about it because we're useless. Yeah, um, in theory. <laughs> no, we're not it that is about bad. whatever wants to listen to. No, we yeah, we've actually got quite a lot of plans. Yeah, uh, yeah we've got a lot of plans, but whether that's what people actually are wanting is another matter, so... So that concludes uh, episode two of our of the Speed Six podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't, please tell us and tell us what we can do better. If you have, then also tell us because we need to feed our egos. Um, <laughs> we need to get off our high horses. <laughs> uh, and we do hope you will uh, you'll join us for the next one. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs>